0: This episode is brought to you by Tables Up Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tablesupdominion.com and use the code BILLOW to enjoy 10% off your order? Who knows? Maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. We've done it, we've made it, I promise. Unless something goes horribly wrong, this will finally be the end of Book 8, and I think we'll all be grateful for that. As always, we'd love to hear from you. If you're very old, you can email us. If you're less old, you can find us on Facebook. If you're younger still, you can find us on Twix, or on Blue Sky, or on Threads. At Billowing Hilltop, or at Billowing Hilltop, depending upon you know. Anyway, I'm just going on about stuff that you know about already. Ratings and reviews are always welcome, of course. Otherwise, I have no news or information. That's it. Let's push on and finish Book Eight at last in Episode 162 of the Billowing Hilltop Podcast. When the party's over. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. If I can distract you from your oh, good prophecies evening. of doom. I'm here it? with master arachnologist <laughs> Lucas, <laughs> terrifying intergalactic projection Graham, my mm-hmm. favorite player, live from Longleat. <laughs> the wonderful Dan easing himself into his specially adapted high chair. We have the corpulent form Johnny. Good evening. And on his shelf, merrily chirping away his little diodes, flashing. Back and forth, like Orac on Christmas, morning, we have the wonderful <laughs> whore Thank you. with is giant swollen sack. Uh, if somebody would take the tongs, we've had an email with a nice email. Somebody could get the tongs Ooh, and retrieve it from the sack, pass me. it towards me, please. <laughs> no funny questions, no whatever. This is just a nice email. I thought that there's a chap called Shannon who, I think he sent us an email, it just said beaver. Yes, when we mm-hmm. ask for single he- word expletives. He engages with us, I think is the term they use nowadays, on social media, and he mentioned that he was going to Tabletop Scotland, and I said, well, that sounds like fun. Hey there, toppers, Tabletop Scotland was excellent. Perth is a lovely place, and the Dewars Centre was a great place to hold the event. Next year, the event is moving, but I would heartily recommend it. Lots of D&D, but there were many other games. I played Mork Borg, which I think looks quite interesting. Blade Runner, which we definitely think is interesting. The One Ring, also interesting. These are all basically free league games, aren't they? Graham would know this. Monster of the Week, which I've not played, but I've heard a lot about. And Coriolis the Third Horizon, which of course is my current obsession. I had a great time. That's good news. Hope all is well with you, gentlemen. The podcast
1: is a weekly treat. God, the rest of his life not must for me, be uh, absolutely not miserable. Not me, Shannon.
0: <laughs> I hope... Oh, uh, this is the segue you want. I hope Mike can keep spinning those plates. Well, <laughs> talking <laughs> of plates. <laughs> we are at Zeech's Grand banquet. We have just finished the second course, which was 4 and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie, and at the end of the course, Talebir has sung a very, very underwhelming song. Zeech has invited his guests, specifically singled out, what did he call him? Burple Purple or whatever, because uh, Burple announced himself as a bard early on during the gift-giving. Singled out Burple to compete with Talebir and sing a song as well. What about that? I've got a bugbear in me in the pant. It's quite a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or I could do the tail of the hurty eyebrow.
0: Are we actually going to have to sit through the song, or are you just no, going to I'm tell not, us? No, I'm just no, going I think to you it. should in sing the, song, song. I think yeah. you should. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah.
0: um, there was an the hurty eyebrow, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine now. <laughs> oh. each looks at you at the end of your song purple (laughs) what an interesting (laughs) melody what fascinating lyrics thank you my lord you get a ripple of applause from the assembled company but let us find out whether or not you have outperformed talibir with a performance check now i think you've probably got ranks to perform haven't you i do yeah and talibir has ranks to perform too so here we go Televis get gets a 13, he gets a oh, uh, 17. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get any points for having a magic loot? Or dies. Uh, I don't know. Do or dies. I mean, does your yes, loot say or that dice. you get advantage? Do you I don't get advantage know. on Let me have a perform checks when doing something? Yeah, look at yeah, it. Magic, the, the,
2: magic loot. The Kenneth mandolin is not even a
0: loot. Yeah, can I cast lots of spells with it? Does it give you advantage on performance checks made when using it as a thingy, or is there a bardy rule that allows you to do that? It just seems to—that's lodged with me though. It rings a bell. Doesn't seem to give you. Well then, (laughs) off you stride out Uh, into the, um, you know, wilderness, as it were.
2: Oh God, naked.
0: Yes, this is. Here we go. To be well, you might roll really high. It yeah. might be no. It might yeah, be, of fine. Yeah, really be, be fine. Yeah, I'm. I think it's going to be. It's going to be fine. It's a formality. It's a formality. Here we go. It's what fun. are you adding to the number? What are you adding Six. to the dice? Six. Six is a very high number. So all you need basically. is an eleven. Is a to s- seven, to like twelve. Twelve. You need needing a twelve to beat Talibear. Here we go.
2: Getting it's a oh. three. Bollocks. I will use my orc dice.
0: Oh. oh, you will.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh. 21. It's a 15, it's a 21, you plus win. Plus a D8, plus a D8. Hold on, hold on. Not done well, yet. I mean,
0: this, don't rub his face in it. Oh, why not? Gloating doesn't sound 24. Okay, well, I mean, it's a stormer. You're losing them at the end. Right. <laughs> you could just tell the fixed smiles as they watch you sing this song that they thought Talibir's song was bad. And it's like, this is really not happening. And then you feel the benevolence of what settle upon you and inspiration inhabits you and you suddenly come up with a storming kind of finale and the chorus they are standing and applauding at the end whooping and you win for yourself one authority point
1: ah, I thought Thank we were going to be up a level for a moment I know that's why I said it I thought Yeah, benevolence dangle it, of ought dangle it.
0: I thought, oh. benevolence of ought that's normally code oh. isn't it for, uh, but I no. got a
1: warm feeling in my mail sack this is an odd this is a very odd book isn't it this adventure
0: yeah I mean genuinely
1: I'm going to actually start agreeing with Johnny we need a fight at some point yeah let's fight you're not going to get one (laughs) you're not going to get one (laughs) there we go but we are bash the guy next to me. What's his name? Tantalisingly close. <laughs> just to finishing this. book. Turn around to the person sitting next to us and just claw yeah, and stab him with. Yeah. Hit them. Really sorry about this. Pick up one of the ten spoons and shove it in his <laughs> just ear. Just really sorry about this, but we need to roll some dice. Is this a Bohemian <laughs> <Yeah>. ear spoon,
0: <laughs> readers? I know you've been suffering along with us. We are close. You know, I think we might we might get there um, this evening. I've just got a feeling. But let's see how we go. Third course, third course. We're never gonna get through it if we don't keep eating. <laughs> uh Talibir stands and says, Hello gentleman. He's looking a little bit cross about the um, about the song thing. As he stands, of course up. as he stands, the table goes quiet as he oh, starts course. to make his announcement. <laughs> I'll tell you Can you do it stealthily? <laughs> no, it's fine, okay. I won't really. As he pipes up, of course everybody quietens down and Becross is caught with one of those awful moments where he is talking very loudly and then all of the conversation disappears around him and he's just left speaking by himself, saying, it's not the antlers that bother me, it's the fact that she's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just this mortified <laughs> moment. Zeech just freezes in place. Tallabeer just looks like, what on earth do I do? And he's just kind of looking around trying to get you know a cue, all of the other guests just find a reason to refold their napkins or whatever. <laughs> the girl with the antlers goes, Oh, cringe! <laughs> and flounces away. Zeech sort of semi rises from his seat and then realizes that he's not going to go after her. He beckons Talabir to him and mutters something confidentially to him. Talabir goes through one of those. How do I describe it? Like a George W. Bush at the elementary school moment with his facial <laughs> expression. Initially sort of solicitous and positive and then just like, oh. And he signals a skeleton and he says something to the skeleton who then scuttles off. Talabir composes himself. It is our third course this evening. <laughs> oh, God. This course is of <laughs> the prince's own design. It is called a Tojbassarin. No, Tojbassar. Tojbassarurge. <laughs> <I'm> uh, sorry. <laughs> an entire tojani- This is So, this is all Greyhawk creatures and stuff, references that it's just. We, I don't know. What are we going to do? A Tojanida, <laughs> which I've looked up. There's some kind of enormous space. Not space turtle. Magic turtle. Yes? <laughs> stuffed with numerous basilisk stakes, which are in turn stuffed with tangy. Arrow hawk breasts, which are finally in turn stuffed with an entire bone sturge <laughs> with three olives impaled on its proboscis. So it's like
3: a sort of to darken.
0: I was, yeah, yeah, that's basically, I think, is the joke. I was fine up until the olives. <laughs> the torch You think he's joking? It's brought out on it. They made me eat one last weekend. An olive? When you say last they weekend, they were like, you mean, like two the, days they, ago. I hate them. Well, yes, but it was the weekend. It was oh, the last weekend. weekend. What's wrong with the knowledge? We, I mean, they are revolting, right? They're revolting. They're just like Delicious. horrible capers that have been injected with poison. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> Lovely. Uh, it was like, <laughs> I mean, you haven't tried the right ones. It's sort all of said, you try one of these completely different, these lovely green ones. No, it's a much milder thing. you really like it. It's like, I really don't want to. And it's like, no, yeah. okay, look, I've got to, haven't I? Because I've just, because you she- know. So they cut a little bit off the end. They stuck (sighs) on the end of their finger and I ate it. And it was fucking horrible. It was absolutely (laughs) horrible. I was right about about the Churros though, wasn't I? You were right about the Churros. You were absolutely 100% right. What? About Churros? I, um, after, last night was a little bit of a late one, Dan. Oh, was it? Yes. And I got up in the dark very early Mm. in order to travel somewhere for work. Mm. Got to the office, walked in wearing the jeans that I hadn't had on since... Uh, churros night oh. and realized as I stepped into the office that the front of my jeans were completely saturated in Churros chocolate sauce. Oh. <laughs> like I'd had some awful gastric event.
1: <laughs> so did you did you think you wouldn't like Churros? Yes. No, I've had Churros.
0: After much avauntedness of the wonder of Churros, Joe and I when we were in Seville went to this you went to place, place at well, maybe, but well, it, it's a, the famous Churros place at the Seville Bull Ring, right? Yeah, it's the wrong place. Well, well <laughs> who knows? I don't know. I don't know. What is Churros? It's a donut string thing. It's a, a donut st- yeah, no, no, string, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. string thing. Anyway, chocolate so we went to this place in Seville. Like, this is the, fa- the famed Churros. This is the best you can get in Spain. There was a big queue, and we got them, and they were really horrible. Uh. I was like, oh. Yeah. and then we had some churros at a place at the at the festival and they were delicious yeah, so yeah, there just, you go it sort of just turned out. out to be yeah it doesn't apply to olives in the sense that yeah. you know I've just eaten the wrong olive right anyway on we go totally with gonna, olives we're mate. never going to fucking finish this we're, we're trying to finish totally this this is like, interesting I'm, I'm anything, this. Anything, i not eating anything by the way We really love, love not, olive,
3: in, olive oil it's fantastic great to cook with fantastic
0: oh no, no I like food. olive oil yeah
3: but yeah, olives crush you know,
0: the olives under your boot heel and suddenly they become a worthwhile yeah <laughs> um, right should we Here talk we about go. this giant, now this giant platter is slung between two manticores <laughs> there's a great tojanida shell halved and filled with a descending mass of meat great <laughs> you, <laughs> you can, can while just tell while they're serving
2: it I will chat to the yeah. soldier guy next to me
0: ah killraven oh, yes. is called right. <laughs> what was his voice again I've forgotten it from last week Oh, he's poor. You know. plummy, well, he hello, hello. Yes. Mm, what can I do for you? You sound different. Oh, yes, I do. I sound a bit like a cross sword or something. Anyway, mm. okay. I'm be like this. Hello. <laughs> okay. Yes. Mm. Okay. Pip. Pip. Super. Tootle. Doop. <laughs> hello. Yes. You're a bard, then. Obviously. I see you can sing and stuff. Can you do anything else useful? Can you do anything useful with your? Life? Have you done anything useful with your life? Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. I slept with your mother. I Beg your <laughs> pardon. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> what well, have you only, Have you done anything useful with your life? Well, I'm about to.
0: <laughs> We're about to roll dice. We're about Lovely. to be one bar down, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> what do you think? Let's not get into this, Bonds, because I can see his <laughs> stats. Yeah, But yeah, I do think. Okay. Let's put that behind us before I kill you and really disturb Mike's plans and we have to do all sorts of other things. <laughs> I'm Killraven, captain of the Border Watch. Fighter, swordsman, axeman extraordinaire. Ah, And what, what does that involve? Well, normally it involves fighting... For more fighting, and then a dessert of extra fighting. I have kept these territories safe from bandits for all of my life, and um, but now I'm sitting here like a puffed-up jay making small talk <laughs> to absolute galoots. So how how
2: come you only made it to captain? Captain
0: is the <laughs> highest rank in the border watch. Is it? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. If you knew anything about military service. Which you better don't. Not really. My voice gets steadily <laughs> <laughs> You would know that the Captain was the highest rank achievable. I, I, I am the lord of all of Zeech's military forces. Right. Okay. And do
2: you fight. Do you do lots of battles and that?
0: Did I not just say that? Well. Were you I, listening no, at all? You said you fight bandits. Is That's that,
2: not really a battle, is it? That's more sort of like, you know, amateur hour. Do you not have any kay. proper
0: <laughs> battles? Can you give me. <laughs> <laughs> brilliantly there's rules for all of this which is extremely pleasing (laughs) let me look him up
1: we need to find out information if he's ever protected
0: uh, them anything from uh, the land
1: from uh, the lands that wait uh, done
0: can you give me what have we got charisma diplomacy what have we got is there a diplomacy check um I'm sure there is I've I've got intimidation we are so down with these rules it's persuasion are you trying to impress him are you trying to annoy him or are you trying to get him on your side I'm
2: Trying to get him on my side,
0: but Burp—I mean, I'm sort of playing a character because Burple is prickly. Yeah, yeah, spiky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not you. So would Burple be trying to get him on his side? Or would Burple be trying I think to find would be Quite be annoyed, aggressive?
2: but also, Burple wants to wants to get rumours and wants to find out what's going on. So his kind of tongue would get away from him, I think. And
0: okay, so why don't we see? What, you're trying to point score, aren't you? Yeah. You're trying to point score. I'm trying to basically Why don't you make it a performance? Why don't you make a <laughs> performance check then? I would say it's a performance okay. check. It's like you're trying to give. It, you're trying to roast him, right? Right. Not in that sense, Buggy. <laughs> make a roll <laughs> and see try how you make, f- make him feel like it's a sort of joke that he should be yeah. in on. 17. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, <sighs> he may be the greatest swordsman and warrior in the Northern Territories, and he may be the highest-ranked military <laughs> officer in Zeech's forces. But when it comes to battles of wits, he's not on it. Uh, with a one, I would say that... I uh, don't know that you actually win him round, but he sort of stops trying to be clever, stops trying to bluster you, and rather retreats into himself. You can tell, you basically, you've, you've, you've landed a blow. You've, you've, you've point scored. And he's conscious that the longer it's talking to you with other people around, the longer this goes on, the more stupid he's going to look. So he just sort of clams up.
2: Right. I'll say, have you got any rumours? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could always ask him about the lands that wait.
2: Yeah, tell me, tell me, have you any experience
0: with the lands that wait? The lands that wait?
1: Well, I, oh, I've forgotten the voice again. <laughs> Direct
0: experience? Um, uh, no. don't tell me. You've travelled there. You've uh, conquered them. Have you? i have no doubt with your guitar, whatever no, that is.
2: I have travelled there, but but uh, it's a genuine oh, you question. It's it genuine, genuine it question. genuinely
0: interested. I, I, want, I, no, I'm not. Not more than it's really not within my. Um, was they say a wheelhouse? Right. More of a sort of northern wilderness type of chap. Right.
2: Do you have uh, Do you have many
0: troops? <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, I mean, well, at Zuch's disposal, under my command. Yes, yes, we have so many companies of warriors that patrol the borderlands and defend the city. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I imagine. Also, I imagine in theory, you have
2: I've fairly solid control of the area around the city.
0: Well, no, that's a very interesting point because, of course, uh, the, the Red Hand are becoming increasingly difficult to manage.
2: Oh, I've heard of
0: them. Well, are historically, they? they've always been an ally. They've always been part of this general territory, as you know, Frost right. Angorism, yes. but uh, increasingly they're becoming uh, difficult to manage. They are not cooperating with us in terms of keeping the other borderland barbarians at bay. My view is that they <laughs> are riven with a, almost a fanatical devotion to uh, Banshivu, a religion uh, that is taking hold through the ranks of fire like uh, wildfire and it's difficult also of go. course they're now campaigning across into the unknown lands past the rift into strange kingdom i can't remember its name but uh, it'll come to me anyway they're expansionists this is the problem uh-huh. hopefully they'll decide to expand in that direction and we'll be able to patrol and manage our own area there we are that's enough of a military lecture <laughs> for you thank you mr guitar boy Okay. Let's get on with the banquet, otherwise we're never going to finish the book. I see. think we should, yes. Bontz, was, <laughs> was that the name you were looking for? Albion was the name of the land. No, not Bontz. Okay. Oh, God, no, no. Although, <laughs> I think she's, uh, with a significant glance at Scaly's neighbour, he says, if you want to know anything about Bontz, talk to her. Oh, really? Good tip, thank you. You're talking, of course, as this extraordinary dish is being served up. It smells utterly revolting. <laughs> it's not worked as an experiment in <laughs> God cuisine anybody eating any you feel like you could probably get some down you (laughs) but you feel like you'd have to make an effort to make it look like you're enjoying it i'm gonna light up a cigar okay that doesn't look like it's particularly popular but nobody actually says anything might mask the smell
3: i'm a half orc i'll probably eat anything don't i give me a
0: bluff check
1: a bluff it's, or deception it's deception. It deception. Charisma deception. deception. Oh, God. Deception Minus check, one. <laughs> please.
0: As you eat it, it is everything you can do to hold uh, it in. Uh, seven. Not very um, good. And it shows. <laughs> okay. There's a sharp glance at you that you pick up from Zeech, who looks displeased that you cannot mask your disgust at the food. <laughs> but just as it looks like that's going to be a problem, he puts up forkful of the stuff into his own mouth and you can see his face transform. <laughs> <laughs> you see him sort of, you know, game face. Get it down him. And then he looks around and he says, of course the concept of this dish, with it only a few spoonfuls would suffice for any appetite. And I believe we have all had a surfeit of this delicious concoction. <laughs> and he kind of clicks his fingers, uh, you know, kind of, like, and skeletons wibble in and start freeing everybody from their meaty ordeal. Did anybody else eat any? No. I haven't been eating anything. You haven't been eating anything. No, but I've I mean, say I'm vegetarian, also. All right. Okay. <laughs> so you you hid the worm. Yeah. Yeah. You just didn't um, eat the pie, no. saying you were vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. And then you don't eat this. I'll pretend to eat. So, are you going to make a sleight of hand check? to try? Are you trying, yeah. to conceal- <laughs> trying to conceal this food? Okay, brilliant. Okay, so make another sleight of hand check. Plus two onto this. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh, oh, well, you think you're getting away with it. Nobody seems to notice. But your doublet is becoming increasingly full. And the smell of the last dish is starting to issue a little bit <laughs> from underneath your cravat. <laughs> not sure we'd be able
3: to tell the difference.
0: Let us move on to the fourth course.
3: Well, I'll have a chat. you have a chat? You want to have a talk to... Hadley. Oh, hello. You're enormous,
0: she says. You enjoying yourself? Uh, That wasn't very nice, was it?
3: No, but the the rest of the evening has been uh, mildly amusing.
0: All of it's been pretty amusing, yes. I would say so. Are you with those other chaps?
3: Yes, we're a group. I think my... uh, Hmm. I think Burple had a chat with you earlier this evening, didn't he?
0: He did. I said that we maybe we should talk over dinner, but we weren't put next to each other.
3: Yes. So, uh, well, I mean, we can talk. I, mean, I assume he told you we had a chat with Cuthbert.
0: Yes. <laughs> what do you think of Cuthbert? Well, I don't know that I think very much of him. To be honest, I don't know what it is about him. It's almost like there's somebody else, some sort of greater being behind Cuthbert that thought of Cuthbert and controlled Cuthbert. That it's just really not very nice. Yeah.
3: Did you know his <laughs> grandmike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not personally. But
0: she was, but, by all accounts, a brother, formidable person. But was a straight dealer. We we got on well with them. But uh, Cuthbert, not so much. I don't see how we can get into a dialogue where I... Okay, for what it's worth, obviously he's made overtures. Yes. And we've rebuffed them. Otherwise, he wouldn't be right. I really think, to be honest, that it's Zeech you should be talking to. Because ultimately, it'll be whether or not zeech Anyway, for my part, for what it's worth... Why can't we just have the arrangement that we had with his grandmother? Why does he have to push it? That's the problem. Mm -hmm. We were perfectly happy. We want to deal in Calamanthus. He wants to. He wants to deal in Calamanthus. He's been a reliable source. We can cooperate on other matters, stuff that we're mutually involved in. But he always wants to push it. It's always another. There's another percent here, and another thing there, and another. He's too big for his boots.
3: Yeah, we had that.
0: Right. Well, there we are. So okay. I don't know what you've promised him or he's promised you. But I mean, if you want to relay that back, it's not like he doesn't know this already. I mean, it's just the terms that he offers. I don't know what he's thinking. It's not like we're the center of the universe out here. Mm. And it's not like there's an enormous amount of money to be made. I mean, don't talk to me about margins. God, they're way for thin, especially <laughs> if the supply chain's a nightmare at the moment. Have you seen the cost of it? <laughs> anyway, no. I would say, uh,
3: well, thank you for your honesty, actually. I mean, as you know, uh, to be honest, It wasn't our intention to be... uh, It's not
0: something I do very often.
3: ...to be um, middlemen here. We just had some run-ins with him, and we basically said, well, seeing as we were going to the ball, sort of a bit of an agreement that we would just basically pass on a message. So, uh, well, we can send the message back in the opposite direction. I think then we've probably done our duty to that. But,
0: uh, yeah, thanks for your honesty. Excellent. Well, you seem to be a lot more easy to deal with than he is. Having said that... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, let's be honest. I have never met him. I only ever, you know, whoever it is that he gets to. Anyway, insight check. Yeah, make one. Uh, oh, night no, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Well, she's on the level. You don't think that she is being deceptive? I don't know what else you want me to tell you. No, so her body um, language actually I, is in yeah. alignment with her actual language, mm-hmm. with her mouth language.
3: I don't know. Can you nonchalantly sort of say, "So how is how is the Calamantis trade these days?"
0: Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why not? Well, it's. I mean, it's. Kind of, well, it's. This is the issue. Is we used to source from Evenstar. We used to source from the monastery and the monks. Yes. Uh, now the, the terms that we're being offered by Cuthbert, we're trying to work out our own. Um, oh, I see where you're going with this. She says. She looks at you with sort of sudden realization. <laughs> sort of twigs. <laughs> uh, we're trying to organize our own. Su- Right. Yeah. Right. And she kind of pulls her chair up a little bit closer to you. <laughs> and she says, So, the monastery, tell me about it. We'll leave that conversation hanging. Yeah. Scaly, a skeletal attendant, leans over from behind you and places a visiting card, like a Victorian visiting card, on the tablecloth beside you. It's embossed, posh on the side that you're looking at. It just says, Lashona Mistwall Manor.
1: I will take my cigar. I shall mm-hmm. place it in my silvered ashtray, which is attached to my tail.
0: People may find the cigar slightly noisome, but the old tail-tip ashtray is regarded as a bit of a
1: novelty. People are like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I will pick up the card and look at the other side.
0: It just says, how lovely to see you again, in elegant handwritten script. <laughs> Okay Let's go on to the next course Mm -hmm. Huge covered tureens Are brought out Within shudders a strange Purple jelly Talabir stands Up behind Zeech's chair The purple worm is a notorious menace In certain areas of the world That propensity for eating everything that moves Is known to adventurers Far and wide The tribesmen of old learned of a way of cooking the poisonous tail sections of the purple worm so that the poison is neutralized. But the recipe has to be precise in its preparation. Bowls of shuddering purple glop are placed before each of you. Are any of Prince Eecher's guests brave enough to taste the dish before the prince puts his health at risk for deliciousness? I, I do. Ooh, maybe nobody is
1: yes. volunteering from the general um, guestness <laughs> yes
3: I have I, ha- I do I have a monkish thing
1: I have a I have an offence I have a resistance this thing you both do you both do yeah yeah so you're both going for it yeah what's it when it says R is that resistant rather than immune
3: I'm immune to disease and poison
1: I'm so R to I'm poison immune. which is not resistance I think which is resistance yeah. which what does that mean? which means you make any saving throw at advantage yeah. okay yeah, like, that's going to work for me, isn't it? No, well, that's an interesting judgment there, Paul. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'm going to go for it.
0: Go for it. Okay. Uh, you start eating the purple goop. It's perfectly delicious and it's perfectly safe. Excellent. It's served with iced crosh. A crosh. strong local spirit made from blackberries and exotic spices. Nice. Are you Yum. Are you having the shot of crosh that's served Absolutely. with the purple glop? Go on, then. (laughs) Can you give me a constitution save? DC. 12, please. 26, apparently. Uh, I think I used my luck. 7 is not a very big number. No, it was a 10 in token. 12. 12. Okay. You shake off the strong alcoholic effect, and the stuff is delicious, but you just feel that you really kind of have to, that sort of hold it together thing. Yeah. You have to exercise self-control to stop yourself from sort of choking or coughing as the stuff goes down. Yeah, and then you the co- feel the burn. Of... Yeah. yeah, you feel the burn and you feel the immediate warm glow and the slight feeling of lightheadedness, but you're both fine. Feel the burn. I say out loud, delicious. Killraven, Burple's neighbour, mm. has been sitting there, Burple, in silence, ever since your exchange. Looking resentful. And he looks up, just during a kind of lulled conversation around the table. He says, Did I ever tell you? about how I dispatched many dozen Rehu-marauding orcs on behalf of His Majesty the Prince. No, do tell me the story. Single-handed with just my trusty axe. Tell me more. I'm just reminding people of my work. But Cross goes, It's just just a few dozen. That's no use. I myself have dispatched many hundred marauding nasties using my giant prong <laughs> does anybody else want to join in the impromptu bragging contest zeech's eyes are sparkling he loves this kind of stuff this kind of one-upmanship uh, anybody want to join in oh sure why not so far yeah, you're gonna make an then. intimidate check in order to to support your boast. Oh, okay no. Not persuasion no. check. Uh, I'll Not let you in- use persuasion. No,
3: That's nothing. Good
1: for me. Oh, two. I'm going to use my luck to roll the it again. Time
2: where I yeah. dispatched? What were those two guys? Twenty-two. Got, two frog. Mm.
0: Twenty-two. Okay, yeah. yeah what were they called? Okay. Right. I brushed them aside with my brush. Ugh. Pathetic. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Well, at the moment we've that? got sessions leading. Possible, but not so great. Oh, 23. And what was your story, uh, Burple? My story was
2: th- when we were in the, the arena and I, I mm. uh, dispatched two... I can't even remember what they were. The slard Did, uh, things? Slard, about? yes. Two two slards with minimal effort. Didn't even break <laughs> a sweat.
0: Well, you're, I mean, it's an impressive story. But you rolled a really big number. You're certainly ahead of everybody else. Anybody else want to have a go?
1: Yeah, why not? Twenty-three? Oh no! Ooh. Rubbish. Fourteen. And I didn't. I dice, didn't. just. You know. Yeah. I was just. You like, didn't, oh. even you I didn't even bother. Didn't even
0: bother come up with a story. Well, I've
1: been asleep, stuck. In, I mean, stuck in a uh, cube for twelve years. So I mean, I mean actually, that would be a decent story, but you didn't even think to use it. Burps. Do you want to roll me an
0: insight check as you tell your story?
2: Not great at insight. Can I do an insight well, check? It as is he tells It is what it is. Story. No, he
0: doesn't. <laughs> That's good. Oh, Nineteen. Because Burps is got Nin- Nineteen. 19. <laughs> Scaly's neighbor. The rather sort of distinctive, elegant lady that threw a skull earlier. She looks up sharply when you mentioned that you dispatched two slard in the arena. Oh, She can't she? stop herself, yeah. She just looks up, like, really sharply, it's like... And then she tries to sort of mask her reaction by making it look as if she was, I don't know, she'd been distracted by a noise or something, but you've got 19 there, so you could tell, you can read it behind her eyes that something landed there when you mentioned that story with her. Uh, and you win the bragging um, contest. Marvelous. Burps. Nobody else nobody else beat you. Zech says, Well, I think that uh, Lurple Purple here. <laughs> Sorry, I got the voice. I can't get too many fucking voices. Well, I think that Lurple Purple here. He is told the best story, the best example of a braggadocio. Ooh. I would say he has won this little discussion. Do you not agree, McCrush? Do you not agree, Killraven? Make it up mutter into their beards. Uh, you get an authority point, Purple. Another one. <sighs> Too many. As does Scaly, as does Parker, for eating the purple worm stuff first before anybody uh, else would try lovely. it. Lovely. Uh, finally, as the last bowls of purple worm aspic are cleared... The smell of cloves, honey, and cinnamon wafts through as a single manticore enters, bearing a nearly eight foot tall cake. The cake itself. So, <laughs> it's normal, even voice. Normal, even voice, Mike, as you described the cake. The cake itself is shaped like a huge ziggurat, but oh, crowned really? <laughs> with a marzipan figure of Zeech surrounded by light and with angels' wings. Talabir says, Behold all the Grand dessert!" Everyone applauds loudly as the cake is levered onto the table. But as they do, the cake, this is like a bake-off moment, begins to fall apart. Clearly, its internal structure is not resilient. Large rents start appearing on the side. The marzipan each begins to list worryingly. The cake starts to unbalance And then the top sort of layers start to just slough. Is it slough or slough? Anybody know? Slough. Anyway, they start to slide away down the face of the ziggurat. Zeech's effigy, as it were, rolls onto the table. The marzipan Zeech topples, sliding down the side of the cake in an avalanche of delectable frosting to strike the table hard enough that its head snaps off, rolls across the table and lands in Uncle Buggy's lap. (laughs) What does that mean? People try their best, but they cannot stop themselves giggling, stifling a chuckle. Zeech looks absolutely mortified. Just before he orders for the execution of his entire cooking staff, (laughs) Talabir steps in to save the day, and he just sort of makes light of it and says... This cake is not made of stone and iron, and therefore it is not of such great structure. But I shall eat it, if no one else will. I shall eat my fill. And he kind of grabs a spoon, and he starts eating the cake. And Siege seems a little bit mollified. The guests disguise their laughter at the incident with a sort of amusement at Talabir's behaviour. And it rather lightens the atmosphere. Talabir's very good at this kind of stuff, obviously. And that is the end of the banquet. Marvellous. Lovely. That the conclusion of the feast. Mm Mm-hmm. Talabir announces the dancer of the dead. And you are whisked into a ballroom that adjoins the dining chamber where a rather macabre skeletal dance takes place with all of these animated undead dancers. The tables are cleared. You hear the sound of dishes being stacked. Talabir comes up to you, Burple. Mm. He says... You have demonstrated uh, your uh, virtuosity uh, with uh, music. Perhaps you would provide the music for the dance. Uh, purple, uh, purple, uh, yeah. um,
2: <laughs> do you not have music prepared? We do, but Prince
0: Zeech would be most impressed if one of his guests was to provide uh, the entertainment.
3: Uh, okay. Authority points, definitely. Well, I've got lots of
2: authority points already, but yeah, I don't know what even no, know what, what they, they
0: do. Yeah. The yeah. dance continues. Yeah. You provide Ten some twanging on your mandolin. Yeah.
3: Um, like, sorry,
0: just in, yes. on,
3: and as an aside, but as I assume yeah. that everybody gets up to move towards the, the music room,
0: they do. You're free to mingle with anybody you
3: choose. As we're sort of parting, I say to Smebadoo who hadley, something along the lines of. She so says, not bad, got, not bad. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh,
0: she looks at you like Where can we, he, like, you? Where goes, can we oh, No, you? no. Just leave a word for me in pretty much any tavern in town and it'll get to me.
2: Okay. Will, Will you contact uh, Cuthbert? Do we need to be involved?
0: I've chatted to your green friend here. Okay. I've made my opinion clear. If Cuthbert is using you as a, a, a go-between, then you've done the go, now do the
2: between. I want to track down that woman who uh, reacted to the slard comment.
0: Yes. Uh, she's called Emissary we Saloupe from the 39 Steps. Uh, I'll just sidle up watching the
2: dance. Well, I'm singing, I suppose. Yeah, well, so she's, I just, really. she's she's idly watching
0: the da- No, she's idly watching. Yeah, you can't read that. <laughs> Vring, Vring, bing, <laughs> you know, start singing yeah. a question. Okay. okay, well, let's see how well you do. Yeah, in one of the instrumental bits, I will sort of yeah. whisper
2: to her, say, you know, the slard didn't die. What do you mean? Well, it was a it was a tournament, you see, and you know a bit of bit of trickery, um, and you know, either oh, of them died. Okay. Right, I, I'm not sure what you. Um, no, it's fine. I just you um, know you seem to have a have a sort of slight reaction to that. Oh, I just Oh, quite wanted to reassure... the wrong impression. Oh, no, no, I I'm assure you. No, okay. no, no. I
0: just. Um, well, I thought your tale was very impressive. Thank you, and I'll just leave it at that. And... Give me an insight check. Just gonna roll. Yeah, I Really good. Uh, oh, she rolls a three. Give me an inside no, check. I'm... You can't tell if she's very good at masking her real opinion or whether or not she's on the level. Right. Zeech is clearly deeply unhappy. Is he? His banquet has not gone as he would like it to go. His cake has collapsed. Hmm. <laughs> um, the special dish that he developed with his cooks turned out to be utterly inedible.
3: <laughs> he didn't win all of the competitions.
0: He didn't win all of the competitions. <laughs> he was mildly distracted and sort of entertained by a couple of things that took place, but basically it's not been great. Bearing in mind this is his 20-year anniversary Supergala. It's been under-attended because people basically avoided it, especially ambassadorial guests from elsewhere. Turned out the only ambassadors that turned up, apart from Emissary Eswe Saloop and Toril Leno, weren't ambassadors at all, but were Uncle Buggy... <laughs> <Uncle Bucky. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be an ambassador who spent the entire evening sticking the feast down the inside of his doublet. <laughs> he watches the dance from a throne set up in the ballroom for you to thought the exact bare minimum amount of time for him to watch it that's not rude for him to leave and then at a certain point you see him get up and attended by a couple of flunkies he doesn't even say goodbye to anybody he just whisks himself off to wherever it is that he hangs. But the dance continues his departure Obviously lightens the atmosphere a little bit People are a little bit awkward about the fact That he's obviously not enjoyed himself But at least he's gone They can, you know, have a drink And have a bit of a dance about And Burple, it's not all going to be you So some of the dancing and the music's <laughs> going to be quite good <laughs> I beg your pardon Can I go and find Lashona? She finds you, Scaly Okay Ooh, uh, You hear a voice behind you Hello
1: Well, hello I never thought I'd see you again Been a while, I gather Well I've forgotten you Only a few days for me, really Oh, really? You know, you told me that thing you told me not to do about yes. below the. We rather guess that that's what happened. Rabidabidadas of the up Oh, you know him. Well, of course, I know
0: him. Had to happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Rabidabidadas went after you when you didn't return. When mm-hmm. we didn't hear from you, and he found nothing. There's a creature down there, but I thought we warned you about that. You did. But he couldn't find you, and he returned, and then he. Well, I have much to tell you. Well, tell um, I mean, She looks around and she says, "Your friends." Yes yeah. Your friends and I share a common interest, as do you, Mr. Yes. but this is not the place to discuss it. No. Uh, why don't we leave this place oh, I thought and you'd head never back asked. to my manor, perhaps I can offer you and your friends a nightcap, and we can discuss our mutual interests. How does that sound? Back to yours.
1: Sounds fabulous.
0: She, with a kind of significant look, drifts away. Are you following? Are you
1: yes. organising yourselves? I'm... Looking around at all the guys, giving them the universal... She knows where she's
0: going. So you can follow her. Yeah. She just ghosts her way through the palace, ghosts her way out onto the mezzanine in the central courtyard. Yeah. Down the ceremonial steps. Your golden coach is waiting with its trolls. She seems to have her own coach, not drawn by trolls, not Zeech's coach. Yeah. The coachman is a half-orc, a huge half-orc, sitting up on the the driver's step, wearing a wide-brimmed low hat. Mm Mm-hmm his breath frosting in the night air. She climbs on her coach. He goes... And the stallions that draw it clip-clop off out of the palace. You all jump into your coach. Follow that coach. (laughs) And off into the night you go, following Lashana. Your trolls struggle to keep up as you follow her. It's a very short journey. Down Zeech's reach, a couple of switchbacks through the streets on the Royal Island. Her manner is only couple of blocks away through the gateway that you've hitherto been barred from entering with the watchman sitting with his little fire in his sentry's box and into a courtyard that sits between the wings of the manor a luxurious garden of fountains and topiaries her coachman alights he's clearly a sort of multifactotum of a servant he opens the great doors he takes her cloak you're led up a spiralling marble staircase to Lashona's private study and reading room. It's a spacious study, tastefully decorated, filled with shells of leather-bound tomes, seemingly on every topic. There's a large desk sitting against the firewall. Its surface is empty, save for a stack of tattered pieces of yellow paper. The carpet is a deep shade of crimson and arrayed in a semicircle before the desk are several high-backed chairs fitted with velvet cushions that she nods you towards. She picks up the scraps of paper from the desk and she says, these are some remnants of the journal of Rabba Debadas. Let me talk to you about the Age of Worms and we'll find out what she has to say about the Age of Worms. <sighs> uh, start. Start. Oh, stop. Book oh. nine. Of the adventure path, Ah. the library of last resort next week. Nice. What? Mm.
3: What? Don't
0: push it.
2: Yeah, resort. You don't get a level
0: for eating purple goo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not get a level for completing a book? I take your point, but no, you leveled up pretty recently at the end of the whole, you know. that's true. Yeah, yeah, right,
3: fair enough.
0: (laughs) Having not levelled up for ages still before that, the nature of leveling up, Dan. Right? It's not yeah. like it happens. If it yeah. every week, it would, you know, it would be meaningless. You'd get level inflation.
2: Oh, I don't think so.
0: The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright by The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin MacLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Bye.